Hey, it's Sean. Hey, it's Brie. And this is I Can Explain. The podcast where we answer the questions that you are too afraid to ask. And this week's topic is something that I've been needing to talk about for a while, and that's toxic friends. So mm. I'm glad I have you here. And relationships. Or yeah, are we just to- doing Just friends? toxicity. The okay. toxicity, but not to- toxic masculinity, because we've already talked Wait, did that. you just point at me for toxic friends? Yeah, I said I've, uh, it's going to be a confrontation. I'm glad that I have you here. Oh my god, I'm leaving immediately. Just kidding. Just I'm yeah. disengaging. I'm disengaging. Oh my god. I love that. I love that too, but now you know, I don't like her. Yeah, neither. But I did love her shirts that said LGBTQA rights. I'm engaging. And me and Lauren were like, let's buy those shirts. And then we looked and I bless their souls, but there was the ugliest glad logo over the entire back of the shirt. And you're like, why? And I was like, this isn't like a like a I'm not like a race car. I don't need branding all over me. <laughs> you know what my thing thing is with that too? It's like they'd make more money if they just didn't have it there. Literally. Like if it's that, for that foundation, that's fantastic. Just but send like, them money. Literally. Just like, I don't, sell the shirt and then send the funds I don't need to, to be like promoting Glad. Like like it's like... <laughs> okay. Pe- like it's like... No, but it's no, not like Pepsi, you, you know? Like... <laughs> People aren't seeing it being like, oh yeah. I don't need to be promoting glass. It's not like a brand that needs like that kind of. Anyways. I think some people would argue it does. Well. Well, Sean's out here. That would be toxic of them. I don't know. Some might disagree. Anyways, wherever you're listening um, or watching, subscribe and follow. Please. Please, please, please. Takes two seconds, man. Like just figure it out well if you write a really cute review it could take like 10 seconds so that would be nice actually yeah you could also follow us on instagram at i can explain podcast and personally at john.lusk and at brian williamson and on tiktok at i can explain podcast yeah link in bio because there's still time to get in on the april movie night for patrons and patrons only true only um so yeah do you have any housekeeping um, my ears still fucked up. I yeah, I was watching you dig it. I don't think touching it is helping. I know, I know. I'm not supposed to. That's the number one thing that you. Oh my god, do, those photos it. that you posted on Patreon, rancid vibes. I know, absolutely rancid. I feel vibes. like people didn't even know what they're getting into. They're like, oh, post the ones, thinking it looks like slightly the ones bad. That, that were like full macro shots of just okay, straight trigger up trigger warning. Pus. Trigger. Okay, some people don't like stuff. That was a lot. Even I, as somebody who had listened to you describe this yeah. on and off air, because well, everyone thinks aback. that you're being just dramatic about it, and I'm like, no, it was actually really bad. Like my ear is about to get fucking chopped off. That's true. You are like I, I wouldn't uh, say that you're dramatic about like gross things though. No, that's true. Or like pain or anything like yeah. that. Usually, I just let it ride, which I did, and now it's fine. But it's like still healing. It's just irritating. Yeah, I would say don't touch it. That's my. I know. I'm trying my best. You're like. <laughs> no, honestly, I don't touch it for like a week at a time, and then I remember it's there, and then I like hyper focus on it. Uh, so that probably doesn't help. Okay, but no, no housekeeping. Um, that? what other housekeeping do I have? Um, I think that's it. Nice. <laughs> yeah, I, I had to process. You know, I just make sure that everything's covered, everything's looking good. Totally. Yeah. Everything's hip and happening. Well. Not that. Oh, you know what? We do have to have a housekeeping battle again what? about. Um, we have been raging back and forth. I think the one thing that we fight about 
most with one another Mm -hmm. and it's pretty constant and I would say it does get a little toxic and it does definitely push our relationship to the boundaries I would say and uh, that is our constant battle back and forth about skinny jeans Oh, fuck. And Brie has been telling me that I'm ugly and old because (laughs) my jeans are slightly skinny. They're not like sprayed on skinny anymore, but they're slightly skinny. And Brie has literally said I'm the oldest, ugliest person that's ever existed. Like she says that I think that's you projecting. No, you say that Because literally every podcast episode, you say that I'm the oldest, ugliest person to exist. You call me an old witch. I don't say you're ugly. I think you're beautiful. I do think you are ancient. I think you've aged very gracefully. <laughs> um, so Brie has been telling me that um, I literally need to throw out all of my pants. Like she was like, yeah. cut off your legs. Even at this point, it's embarrassing. It's hard to be around you. Yeah. But I, as somebody who is fashion conscious, was... Oh my God, you are not. You're one of those somebody... people that tries to look for where trends fit your current style, which is fine because you don't have to follow trends, but that's not being fashion conscious. I'm incredibly, I'm ahead of the trend. <laughs> I'm following all the latest runways from Paris, France. <laughs> <laughs> no. And I was, my team was sending me photos of the runways because they were seeing what ready to wear I wanted to purchase for the new season. I'm surprised that um, you weren't actually like at Paris Fashion Week. I well because I just had so much going on. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Schedule calls with like the buyers and stuff. Mm. It was like it's a lot for me. Yeah, I think I might do New York this week Mm. um, because like Anna wants me there. (laughs) When Anna calls, (laughs) when Anna calls, you answer. Well, you wouldn't because she wouldn't call you. But um, anyway, so I was sending Brie just um, (laughs) some photos that my team had sent me of skinny jeans that are being pushed currently. Okay, I feel like we need to backtrack a bit. When skinny jeans first <laughs> went out the window, okay, yeah. I think we talked about it on this podcast. We, did. we were like horrified. We were like, oh God, we both got to get rid of skinny jeans. Yeah. Fast forward like a year and a half, two years. Yeah. Because yeah. that was literally at the beginning of the pandemic. That was so long I'm talking ago. people were making that like fluffy coffee and getting did you like try animal that also? crossing. No, I didn't. Mm. I really missed that. Should we go back? Should we make bread and mm. have fluffy coffee a weekend soon? <laughs> I saw like a TikTok about how. The reminiscing about it made cor- me sick. I it made I me was, sick because it was so true. I was I like, I actually feel it. like nostalgic about yeah. this. Like it felt like soothing and calm yeah. in a weird way. And I was like, ew, like it, this. It's like really. I don't. I couldn't place how it made me feel. I wanted to go back. Me too. I was I like, wanted I to work from home crossing. only. Yeah. I wanted to fear for my life, leaving the house. Yes. Yeah. Animal Crossing. Don't talk to anyone. Make fluffy coffee. Yeah. What's it called? The coffee Delgana or something. Yeah. Like that? Anyways. Um, here's the thing. My point with that is, is that two years ago, yeah, it went out. Yeah. Okay. Here we are two years later. Yeah. And you're, and you're excited that it could potentially be coming back in. I'm and not during exci- that time you, you made zero adjustments. I have something else to say <sighs> about two months ago, uh-huh. maybe only a month ago. Yeah. I called Sean. Keep in mind at this point, it's been another year and a half of him sticking to his skinny jeans. Right. I called Sean. I said, listen, listen, I got an acting job. I can't do oh, for what. Yeah. And I went to do the fitting and the person in the costume department was like, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And I thought, what are they going to put me in? They're like, just a heads up because this is like based in a small town, you know, whatever. You're going to have to be wearing skinny jeans. 
And didn't they also specifically say because people aren't supposed to have fashion yes, sense? Literally, they yeah. like specify they're like because you know people there like they're not going to be keeping up with the trends. It's supposed to be like like clearly like very small town vibes. They've ha- had the same pants for however many years, and like they're not up on like what's trending on TikTok, like whatever. And this person like apologized to me, right, for the even thought that I was going to be wearing skinny jeans in the scene I was in. And I was like, you know what? I think I can do it. I think I can brave through this. So I called Sean afterwards and I was like, if this person who there's nothing wrong with any age coming from an old bitch herself was probably 50s. Okay. If this person in their 50s is like warning me about skinny jeans, I was like, Sean, we got to cut it off. We, We have to end it here. And you had every rebuttal in the book. And I was like, listen, you need to you need to let it go. Yeah. So then a month later, Sean has now done digging anywhere he fucking can to cling to the skinny jeans. No, it's that was actually an article that came up on Twitter that just made me laugh. That's why I sent that to you. But anyways, all these um, all these brands that you've probably never heard of, like Givenchy, Yves Saint Laurent, you know, you don't. Okay, yeah. um, they were all like pushing, not pushing, but like half of their runways all had models in skinny jeans. Which you did make a good point that mm-hmm. um, were they skinny jeans or were they regular jeans on skinny, uh, skinny people? people? And I was like true it's an optical illusion yes that's what i hate about the fashion world because everything can look good on everybody but like let's be real like not seeing how something might look on your body it's just a crapshoot especially with ordering online these days so true like your brain just gets fucking tricked yeah and i'm just scrolling and i'm like oh that looks good that looks good that looks good and i get it and it's not even about like oh it doesn't look good because i'm bigger it's just like proportions like it's not fitting in spots it's supposed to be fitting and it's looser in spots it's supposed to be not loose and it's just it's just all wrong yeah i think my 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 where i have decided that i sit on the skinny jean argument is that i am just wearing what i feel comfortable in and i feel like oh that's me toxic friend indeed Mm -hmm. anyways i feel like i'm wearing what i feel comfortable in and i feel that my no, I agree. With aesthetic that, I agree. that I've I'm just stumbled upon is that everything of mine is black, mm-hmm. and um, that's about it. If it all fits that narrative, so you're cool. you're gonna stick with skinny jeans? They're not that skinny, and I'm gonna do whatever the fuck I want, Brie. Good for you. I I love that for you. Thank you. And I would assume that the listeners will agree. I think they'll agree with you that you should not just keep up with trends and do what's trending. You should wear what feels good in your body. And I agree too, <laughs> but not for you, <laughs> na- but not for me, you know, no, you're not. and not for you, you know, like I just now, it's just, this is quite, <sighs> quite the change in tone considering you called me and you were like, mm-hmm. you honestly might as well throw your whole closet. <laughs> no, I was like, get rid of this shit. Get rid of it. It's disgusting. I'm embarrassed to be seen with you. I just feel like you are very cool vibes otherwise. And then you're wearing skinny jeans. It just ruins it for me. It ruins the whole look. Ruins the whole vibe. Yeah. I have some pants that aren't skinny as well, though. I just bought some pants for my birthday that aren't skinny. Okay, well, actually, that's they good. kind of are, but oh. they're women's. I just, I honestly, I'm just so thick in the ass as well that it's like pants just seem so skin tight on me because I'm just so, I can't so with you. caked up. I literally can't. <laughs> okay, so toxicity. I feel like everyone listening is going to be pissed at me. Wear whatever the fuck you want. I don't care. This is all a bit. This whole podcast is always just a bit. I hope people get my humor at this point. I hope well, people get my humor. We'll see. 
We'll see. Humor's usually funny, but um, <laughs> that's true. Um, toxic friends, toxicity, toxic okay. relationships, mm-hmm. escaping toxicity. Escaping, I love the escaping word escape. toxicity title. Yeah, that is the title. Escaping toxicity. Yeah, um, just us running from ourselves in the mirror. Literally, <laughs> I'm like that's the thing. I can escape from toxic relationships as much as I can, mm. but the most toxic relationship, mm. she's up here. Yeah, she's in my own brain. I would agree. <laughs> I would agree. Um, we were talking about this topic with my roommate, mm-hmm. and she was describing yeah how she had a fr- a long friendship with mm-hmm. someone, and she realized that. Over the years, they had grown in separate directions. Yeah. And that this friend was putting her down a lot. Right. And she was leaving situations and feeling bad about herself and bad about the situation. Yeah. So she decided to break the toxicity, escape from it, if you may, mm-hmm. and that she wasn't regretting the the decision that she made to do that, to separate herself. Have no. You, have you done this before? Are you looking to do this from me? What are the vibes? <laughs> yeah, no, I definitely related to what she was saying. Shout out to Sean's roommate, who's on the Patreon Discord, um, and will be forced to come to the movie night. I say forced, but she'll want to come. She'll want to come, and also she has nowhere else to go. <laughs> <laughs> Like she lives here. Even if she doesn't want to come, she's gonna be making dinner in the background. <laughs> um no, I related to what she was saying specifically about with this particular friendship, how long term it was, because I think that we change so much as individuals and we cannot control the speed to which other people change or if that those changes happen in the same direction. Yeah. As much as you want to. As much as you want to. And I can guarantee there are probably plenty of times where people felt like I wasn't growing in the speed that they were growing, that I was behind them in maturity or in uh, the way that I perceived the world or the way that I treated them in a friendship. So I just need to get that off. I, I don't think I'm, I'm not going to sit here and be like, Oh, I'm the perfect person. I don't think we ever pretend to be on this podcast, but I also think that unfortunately, usually you're the one who's more aware of it when you've grown or when you've matured yeah. or when you've, realize certain things are not okay in a relationship and the other person is kind of stuck in that way of being. Yeah. And I think when you have friends for a really long time, um, you go through so many life changes, you just naturally experience the world and it's almost like, hitting the lottery to have friends that kind of maintain the same path as you. And not to say that they have to be the same person or want the same things, but at least a common respect and keep up with what is maybe expected in the relationship. Yeah. I think it's good to have friendships that grow. I think it's like almost toxic in a different way to Mm -hmm. have friendships that like just remain what they were. Um, but yeah, I do think even if you grow in different directions, I think like a very strong sign of a healthy friendship mm-hmm. is like being able to respect and 
be happy for someone else's growth. Totally. I think that's very, um, like, yeah. adult, untoxic. <laughs> and I also think, like, when you're younger, you perceive closeness as the amount of time given or physical closeness. And, you know, some of my best friends that I've had for 10 plus years, I hardly see them. Yeah. You know, our lives have gone in very different directions, but I'd still consider them my best friends because that mutual respect is there. They've been there for me. I know if I, if I needed them, if I picked up the phone, they would be there. So as you get older, I think you just value different things more yeah. than um when I was younger it was like oh my god if my friend didn't talk to me for a week I would be like oh they don't want to be my friend anymore yeah I mean maybe that was the case but yeah I think that different things are expected not even just as you get older but as you mature as you're going for your own goals and I think that's for friendships, that's for relationships, that is why relationships are work, whether they're platonic or not, is because both people have to be willing to adapt. Like, I was not the same person when I met my girlfriend. Totally, yeah. She was not the same person when I met her. Like, both of us have changed and grown in so many different ways to the point that I'm like, oh my god, I joked with her the other day, I was like, if I read our text messages from when we first started dating, I'd probably be like, these are strangers. Have you ever done that? I, every once in a while, I've, you know, like memories on Facebook will yeah. pop up and it's like statuses or um, there was this one time that someone posted on their Facebook like, heads up, Facebook now has these like year things at the bottom if you scroll the bottom of your page. Yep. So you can like just click like 2010 and it'll like have everything you posted in 2010 so of course immediately i go and private all that shit but while i'm privating it um you gotta I'm like, read it before you private oh. <laughs> i was like who is this literally person? who yeah who but- was that <laughs> you know csi the way that i no, i i that went right over my fucking head but it was magical you didn't watch csi las I watched, vegas i watched it but that just went right over i think maybe the the, the tone. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. That was a, a tonally perfect recreation of that song. You know what I relate it to? Um, when my eyebrows have gone through many phases. Okay. Okay. I look at those photos when my eyebrows were like very different. Yeah. And I'm sure I will one day the way they are now. And I'm like, I thought my eyebrows looked fucking normal. What the fuck was going on? Yeah. So it's like that. It's like when there's a slow progression in change, whether it's fucking body hair, eyebrows, the way that I was over plucking or not plucking or different shapes or whatever, or just like learning and growing. Like for you personally, it's happening in such a gradual way that a lot of times you don't even realize it's happening. Yeah. And then one day you like look at your friend or your partner and you're like, do I even fucking like you? Like, do we even jive anymore? Yeah. Do you want the same things we do? Like, are we connecting on things? Are we proud of each other? Are we respecting each other? Are we expecting the same thing out of this relationship? Like, you have that weird, like, cold shower moment where it's like, okay, this has been a slow drip for so long. And then you wake up and you're like, wait, I don't even really fucking like you. Yeah. And it's really weird when that happens. So I relate to what your roommate was saying because... I've had that with friends. I've had it where it's like you just get really comfortable and they are just around all the time and they're just like the person you call, the person you text, whatever, but you're never really checking in. Like, do I leave 
these situations feeling good? Yeah. Do I leave these situations with, oh, I guess I should do my little. Do your little. Like specifically, specifically she said, do. She didn't feel like when she was leaving situations, she felt good. Yeah. And that is true. I think that happens a lot of times that like you just get in the rhythm of like, oh, I just go to dinner with this person. I talk to this person, whatever. And then you're like, what value are they bringing to my life? Hey, Gabers. Today's episode is sponsored by Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the trusted expert in language learning for 30 years for a reason. They are so good at helping you learn a language naturally in a way that allows for long-term retention and it actually works. Trust me, this is coming from someone who attempted to learn a language in high school through the whole textbook old school method. Did not work. Rosetta Stone is different than that, okay? They really focus on allowing you to really learn to speak, listen, and think in that language. I also love a feature that they have built in that's called True Accent. It's a speech recognition feature, and it's like having a personal trainer for your accent. It's super convenient. You can do the lessons on your desktop or in app and it's an amazing value the lifetime membership has all 25 languages so you don't have to stop at one don't put off learning that language there's no better time than right now to get started for a very limited time i can explain podcast listeners can get rosetta stone's lifetime membership for 50 percent off visit rosettastone.com today that's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today today. Yeah, I talked about this, I think, like semi recently mm-hmm. um, that I was going through something similar. I don't know if I would describe it as like a toxic friendship. I just like, I became increasingly shockingly aware that the growth that I had had and the growth that one of my friends had had Mm. were very different. And I went out for a drink with them and we were talking about our mutual friend who was pregnant. Right. I mentioned this and he like made a joke about like keeping the baby like, Oh, is she going to keep it? And I was like, well, yeah, yeah. we're old yeah and she wants is happy to, and, and wants excited. a child like I'm, I'm expressing this new news as an excited yeah and thing. i was like i know that for a lot of our friendship when we were younger that that is kind of like the humor that we yeah. had right and i still find negative humor pretty funny yeah but there's times where like the facade has to crack yeah and like you just need to let down that person. wall and like be happy for someone and that just like I said it then and I, I say it now, like it just made me really sad Yeah, because I was like, that's not the person I am. Like mm-hmm. I can crack like a negative joke and still think it's funny and I, we can like shoot the shit on that. But that was like a very like stark reality check yeah. that we had grown in very different ways. Yeah, And I think that like the people or the friends that I have that are the least toxic mm-hmm. are the first people to be able to admit their toxic traits. Oh, that's true. That's <laughs> because true. I feel like people that don't think they're toxic are the most fucking toxic. Literally. Like, yeah. I could probably list my top five toxic traits oh, at, yeah. at any given time. Oh, 
every hour on the hour because uh-huh. it sometimes it changes, you know. <laughs> like <laughs> just mix like, it up. like to keep them guessing. <laughs> oh my God. Um, but yeah, the people that think that they're not in the wrong are yeah. the ones you gotta gotta be looking. You gotta for. watch out. But I also think that toxicity implies that they're like doing something aggressive or mean or Mm -hmm. you know they're very hateful but that's not necessarily always what I think a toxic relationship comes down to like it can be toxic that like your time isn't being Mm -hmm. received properly or they're not giving a proper amount of their time like there's a lot of more subtle things that Mm -hmm. I think are also toxic totally start to like really realize as an adult yes I would agree with that and on that note I think that you're in a unique position in that you've had multiple relationships, both toxic and not. No, I don't mean it like that. I don't mean it like that. I think you're in a unique position because you are a serial dater. (laughs) Okay. No, genuinely though, because you've had relationships, some that you would perceive as not toxic, some that you would perceive as very toxic, some that I'm sure you'd perceive somewhere in the middle. And I'm just curious going into the future of dating, let's say. Oh, God. Uh-huh. No. What are some... <laughs> what would you say are some, from everything you've learned, some my, red flags? My wisdom of toxicity. Well, because I think that what, that, like you said, you just made a really good point that a lot of people think that toxic behavior is A, apparent from the jump. Because I think when you start dating someone... Um, they're on their best. And also I think that like toxic behaviors and traits like creep in, in the same way that some of the most wonderful things about people become more exposed as people get comfortable to be themselves. As people get comfortable to be themselves that are toxic people, those traits expose themselves. And often you're a little too far in, you start excusing those traits. So what are things that you think like are not the like obnoxious of, aggressive obvious like red flags that you would perceive when you start to date somebody um i think somebody who is like willing to make time for you but not necessarily make time to like sacrifice things that are happening in their own life right like i think when people just like immediately put everything aside for somebody that like Mm. tells me that there's not like enough balance for them totally um i think people that put pressure on like constant communication instead of meaningful conversation and communication is big Mm -hmm. because I'm like, I don't need to be talking to you all the time because like we're adults and we have busy fucking lives. But when we do talk, is it like meaningful? Mm -hmm. Are we connecting? Is it like deep in that way? Yeah. And I think a lot of people assume if it's constant, mm-hmm. it's meaningful. Totally. Because they're like, oh, <laughs> we just can't stop talking. So that means that yeah, it's like Yeah, but I'm like, like if we're just really speaking, fuck, if we're just like spewing bullshit all the yeah. time, it doesn't matter if we're constantly talking. Yeah. Um, and yeah, honestly, like people that don't in some way still prioritize themselves, which sounds bad. <laughs> yeah. But I also think that like if you're starting to date somebody that just like puts you above everything else and just lets it yeah that I agree which sounds counterintuitive to some people probably Um, no but it's true because I think in a weird way it's like love bombing yeah it's like it's like oh I'm giving everything to you and unfortunately I think that the people that do that sometimes even whether they know it or not it's almost like a long-term setup for like I've given you everything I've always adjusted for you I'm always around when you want to hang out 
like I never hang out with friends without you. Yeah. It makes you feel like a bad person for prioritizing yourself. Totally. Yeah. And right? I'm like, I don't, I'm like, I have a lot of good things going for myself. Like, yeah. I don't need you to force your good things upon me. Like, right. Yeah. I need you to be you. And that's mm-hmm. like about it. Um, but speaking of revisiting toxic mm-hmm. relationships, I remember years ago I was going through one of my old phones Yeah, and I was just deleting everything. And then I opened like texts from an ex and it was like the final time that we were like talking about like how we like shouldn't get back together and all this. And I remember being like proud of myself because I stood up for myself. Right. And it was like, I'm sure this person has grown a lot. Totally. From this point. Like I, I guarantee I don't know this person anymore. Yeah. And I think that's what we said at the beginning of this episode, right? Yeah. Like, it's weird to think, but... Like, I think of this person as, like, a decently toxic Mm -hmm. ex, but I don't hold it against them at this point because I'm, like, we were Mm -hmm. literally children. Yeah. So, but in my text, I was like, oh, yeah, well, the last time we were having sex, you, like, told me that you, like, wanted... You, like, wished that there was somebody else there. And they were like, oh, I don't remember saying that. And I was like... Well, you did. <laughs> like it was, like, and that was you sticking up for yeah, yourself. Yeah, literally. But it was like reading shit like that, and I was like, "Wow, I don't even remember going through this." Like, I don't even remember like thinking that this was something I should even engage literally. with this person about. Yeah, I know. I can relate to that hardcore too. Like, you look back and you're like, "The stuff I dealt with," but I think that, in a way, maybe not to that extreme, continues for everyone in relationships yeah. because it's so easy when it's cut and dry because when you're looking at those old text messages or when I'm looking at the old Facebook conversations or whatever it may be, you are getting to experience what other people were experiencing in that you're looking at it from a completely unbiased external point of view. Totally. So the reason it seems so strange is because like those emotions aren't there anymore. The love's not there anymore. Like you're You're not reading like a book that you're not part of. Yes. (laughs) And it's so easy to see it there yeah it's so easy to see it there whereas i think we've all learned in our own lives like it's so easy to judge other people's relationships whether it's platonic or not but when you're in it there's so many variables that make it really hard to see a lot of the times yeah i also like feel similarly about people i went to high school with yeah like people that i think were like awful people in high school yeah that now i'm like i kind of for the most part put everybody on like an even playing field like if i was to see that person out or like any of these people that i thought were toxic in high school Mm -hmm. i wouldn't hold anything against them because i'm like we're i'm a completely different person they i hope are completely different people the only people i don't is like people i never use facebook but people that I see oh, post things God, on Facebook that I'm like, it's oh, so you bad. haven't changed. Oh. And I'm like, you're, you're I'm going to put people you really back expose down. themselves on Facebook. Honestly, <laughs> step one, get off Facebook. Literally. That's, I'm like, if you're on Facebook now, toxic. <laughs> <laughs> no, I feel the same way. It's, it's interesting because there are times where I've run into people from high school. Yeah. And I'm like, in their head, they're probably worried that I still think they're that asshole. Yeah. Like, can you almost see it sometimes behind people's eyes? Yeah. That they're like, oh, fuck, because they either bullied me or like... like, I see in their head that they're like, should I apologize for calling him a fag? Like, (laughs) oh, did did he forget? Are we forgetting? I know. And I always, like, kill them with kindness, not because I'm being fake, but because I'm like, I want them to know that, like, I'm not holding that resentment. Totally. Because, like... And also I want people to do the same for me. Exactly. Like it goes both ways. I'm like there, I know there's so many things that like I have 
literally forgotten about in the same way that I'm reading my Facebook and I'm like, oh my God, this person's a stranger that I've probably said or done or whatever it may be. And I'm like, we all have hopefully, like you said, grown to a point that when I see those people, I'm like, there's literally zero yeah. resentment there. Like sometimes we talk about stuff on the podcast of people we used to date or people friends from high school or like stuff that happened to us because that's like our story but it doesn't mean that that's how we feel about those people now no absolutely not yeah because it's just like it's the older you get the more you're aware that like we were just all trying to fucking figure life out and people I had their think, own like, shit going being on mean and being toxic is like a safety mechanism mm-hmm. and like it's just a, a wall that people build up. And yeah. I think as you grow and you age, you realize that you don't have to do that. And like, I think as soon as people got out of, like, I think situations like high school are just kind of like a toxic, like breeding ground. Yeah. But when you get out of that and you can like breathe mm-hmm. and like start to like actually like formulate who you are as a person, yeah. a lot of things change. So. Okay. So I have a question for you. Okay. What do you think is the most like common toxic issue in gay male relationships um oh god do you want me to go first because i have probably like trust okay i think that there's like a lot of trust issues in the Mm -hmm. gay community because like everything is available like everybody like it's the thing that we've talked about like Mm -hmm. do i want to fuck them do i want to be friends with them or do i want to be them like it's like there's a lot of a lot of emotions Mm -hmm. when meeting other gay men so i think like that brings out a lot of trust issues in people right um so that's i could be wrong that's my that's what yeah you think see it for me it's very clear with lesbian relationships or women loving women relationships it's like the codependency Mm. is so extreme. And I think that a lot of people like it's one of those toxic traits that I, people still haven't even learned it's toxic. Yeah. It's also something that like on a, on a surface level, some people are like, wow, that's great. Oh, you guys really need each other. Oh Oh my God. (laughs) A hundred percent. And like on the, in the online world and stuff, it's applauded like people so much so that I've mentioned it before. If I go on a trip without Julia, people are like, did you guys break up? Where's Julia? Yeah. Um, you know, and there's all these internet couples. She's shitting her brains out. Jesus Christ. (laughs) She's going to love that the one time you, she was mentioned, you that's what you figured she Listen, was doing. That's her toxic trait. <laughs> um, I'm laughing because she's like literally such a lady that she never talks about that kind of stuff in that way. Oh, yeah. I'm just, it I just made me just, giggle. Like, she like would I'd be horrified if anyways. you said that. She'd be clutching her pearls. Um, but yeah, no, I, it's so like, there's this perception that like the couple that like does everything together and like travels together and their whole lives are about each other and they wouldn't dare to go to a bar without each other and like all their friends are each other's friends and like it's like, like so got it all figured out is like the perfect relationship and applauded so much so that I'll make TikToks every once in a while that's like hey just so you know like you're allowed to go on a trip without your girlfriend like you can go out with friends without your girlfriend yeah. and people are like in the comments like that just doesn't fly for me and blah, blah blah I'm like you don't realize how toxic and controlling that is yeah because there's like the what you're stating publicly this perception that it's because like but I just don't have fun without her I don't know you that's don't you that's, <laughs> that's, but that's also like that 
alone you perceive that as a positive thing yeah that's so dangerous you should never be in a relationship where you cannot have fun without the other person i you should never be in a relationship where somebody gives you everything yeah to the point that you don't have anything without them yeah that's because so that's like scary very, to me. like all your eggs in one basket kind of yeah like, even if it's your person like who cares like okay yeah you know you're gonna be with them forever and it's your person and you have the most fun with them because they're your best friend that's awesome sure but like there's different ways to have fun there's different relationships there's different things that can be positive in your life that don't include a partner and I think it's so valuable to have things that are your own I also think it's so toxic because a lot of people that feel that way yeah verbalize that uh-huh. or give off that vibe yeah and like that is the most toxic friend to have as well yes like a friend that you know doesn't want to hang out with you unless their partner's there oh like God, that is just the brutal. fucking worst it's the worst because <laughs> yeah. I'm like I don't know. You're I just like, oh, well, fuck it. my drag, right? Even like things like, I, I'll be honest, like even within my like circle of friends, the amount of times I have to answer for where Julia is for, like I'll show up and it's like, it's, it's like, oh, like wh- you came without Julia? And who it's like, the, who's, oh, who's like, that? okay, <laughs> there are people. And it's like, I, obviously. I go for a, where's Julia? That's yeah. about it. And it's like, yeah, like I understand that people are asking because. We like her better. Yeah, you like her better. <laughs> but also because you're curious and you're trying to be nice and genuine yeah. and stuff like that. But like also the reflection that's like, oh, those people don't go anywhere without their partner. So they're genuinely asking because they think it's strange that you have arrived without their your partner. Right, right. is like weird to me. I'm like, you invited me. I didn't see a text to Julia. Or I didn't see a, do you and Julia want to come? Yeah. Like, that's the thing. Like, we have such a non-codependent relationship that I'm like, I'm going to assume if you, if someone, I don't mean you, but like if someone sends a message to me and is like, hey, do you want to go for dinner? Yeah. That me and you are going for dinner and then I arrive and it's, it's the couple and me and I'm like, they're like, where's, oh, did Julia, could Julia not come? I'm like, she wasn't fucking invited. I hate that shit. I hate that shit. Yeah. I'm like, I'm like, I'm my own person. I'm not like some weird little pod that travels everywhere and does everything with my girlfriend. I yeah. fucking love my girlfriend. You know, it's disgusting how much I love my girlfriend. She's my bestie. But there is, there are times that I wanted to spend time with my fucking friends. Yeah. <laughs> and I want to be like seen as an individual. And I think there's this really weird toxic thing within like the women loving women community. That's like, Oh, I found my bestie. And now like we are inseparable. It's so fucking weird. Yeah. I would say that's um, definitely probably one of the most toxic women loving women traits. I would say getting married in like a week is also pretty. Oh yeah. I forgot go, about that one. Those, go hand in hand. It takes two to tango. That's for fucking sure. It is wild. Like, when I talk to my sister, my sister's married and straight. And, and when I tell her some of the tales of friends and friends of friends that are literally like married, divorced, married, divorced. And she's like, how many years have these people lived? They've been engaged six times and they're 27. I'm like, literally like the fact that we personally know people that are divorced in like, third early to multiple mid-20s. multiple yeah. and it's not and the thing is it's not like that's totally fine like that's great like you move on in your life you totally. figure yourself out but the fact that the percentage is so high is so high, so high. like any of my straight friends don't know anyone that have been through Meanwhile, that cycle of life yet try to find a single gay man that's 
even thinking of being married. <laughs> <laughs> That's toxic in the that other way. So true. Commitment phobia. <laughs> that is so true. Oh my God. Wow. I'm like, are you thinking of getting married? They're like, I'm just focusing on me. I'm like, well, you're 50 and you've been dating somebody for like 30 years. years. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that, I mean, I, we could do a whole other episode on all of our toxic issues, but that's for another time. Our toxic traits. That's a good episode. That's title. a good episode. Yeah. Cause I've, yeah, like I said, we've got a lot. I've got a lot. I'll speak for myself. I have a lot, I think mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. The thing is, I think that I have unpacked and worked on myself enough that at least now I can acknowledge them. My toxic traits. I think there was Listen, a time in my life. I genuinely didn't. I've know. gone to therapy enough mm-hmm. that now they're funny. <laughs> you know like, i'm still now bringing I... them to the table but they're hilarious but now we're joking about it <laughs> the girls are oh. laughing my partner's not but the my girls partner, are yeah i am single so. <laughs> <laughs> a little oh too toxic for that one i guess i can't wait are we ever gonna get a breakup episode for the people yeah i think a few weeks okay still a few weeks <laughs> yeah. out okay stay tuned all right well wherever you're listening make sure to follow or subscribe uh, yeah i think you got to do that i think it's like really toxic if you don't personally super toxic that's your toxic trait. Ew, i just licked the mic that was toxic the the I was that wasn't toxic that was disgust the, the, whatever flavor this the is. texture of this microphone it's nice like on the face i'm wearing makeup so i shouldn't do that so am i you think i'm just this gorgeous actually no i'm not wearing makeup i took it off before i came oh. i forgot because I worked out before I came. Aren't you uh, proud of me? I've been doing my, my walk am. for my mental health every day. I, you're, my stupid little walk for my stupid little brain. <laughs> I seriously, because I used to be one of those bitches that I was like all or nothing either. I'm working out hard. Yeah. And then I just wouldn't at all, even though like, you know, therapy and everything's taught me. It's really good for my mental health. And now I'm really proud because I've been like actually consistent. I think the consistency just, is also like so good for the brain. Yeah. Just like every day, like nothing extreme, just like a half an hour treadmill walk. Feels great. I still work on my phone while I do it. That's that's the great. best part. I feel so great. Um, yeah, and consistency feels good. Totally. Okay. Anyways, I don't know why I put that in there. Why did I talk about that? Oh, because I wasn't wearing makeup, so yeah. I put the mic yeah, on my yeah, face. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, yeah. you liked it. The flavor was bad. Yeah. yeah. Okay, we got, that's how we got there. <laughs> Follow us on Instagram at I Can Explain Podcast and personally at Sean.Lusk and at Brian Williamson. And until next time, we will see, see you around, around the, the game. Oh, my God. We're just honestly slaying the game. Seriously.